Five Ways to Recession-Proof Your Church. Welcome to the Healthy Groups Podcast. I'm your host, Alan White. This weekly podcast for small group point persons gives effective strategies, notable trends, and practical insights from my over 30 years of small group ministry experience, as well as the latest learnings from churches across North America. I will do my best to help you take the guesswork out of groups. For more information, go to alanwhite.org forward slash podcast. As much as you might hate to think about this, the world is on the eve of a global recession. There's just been too much cheap money out there for too long. Now, I'm a pastor and not an economist, but I play one on Facebook. Just kidding. Sequoia Capital, one of Silicon Valley's most successful venture capital firms that backed companies like Apple, Google, and Airbnb, just released a presentation calling for founders to preserve cash for survival. The Sequoia Partners said, We do not believe that this is going to be another swift V-shaped recovery like we saw at the outset of the pandemic. What does this have to do with your church? A lot. Churches have already seen giving decline due to inflation. With the oncoming recession, things are about to take a downward turn. Here are five ways you can recession-proof your church. Number one, manage what you can control. What full-time roles could become part-time? What part-time roles could become volunteer? What ministries are more of a luxury than a necessity? Or, asked a nicer way, where are the bright spots in your church right now? Invest heavily in what is bearing fruit. For everything else, unfortunately, it's time to prune. This is the time to look at all of the staff who spend their days doom-scrolling on their iPhones. Their time is up. While you may have had compassion on them during the pandemic, there are plenty of jobs out there these days. They will find something. It's time to become a lean, mean ministry machine. Now, if you feel at all threatened by what I'm saying, then it is time to pour your energy and effort into becoming an essential member of your church's team. The more value you can add, the less likely that you will get cut and the more satisfaction you will get from your work. What things in your church's budget can you control? Periodically, it's a good idea to look at all of the services your church subscribes to. What is still necessary? While right now media and smallgroups.org can be useful, are they necessary? What if you created your own curriculum? Your studies would more closely reflect your church's values. If you offer a digital download, you reduce the cost of printing books. Instead, invest in some great tools for producing curriculum like How to Ask Great Questions by Karen Leethorpe or the Effective Curriculum Writing Workshop. You can find that at allenwhite.org forward slash courses. You might even have some talented volunteers in your church who can help you write a sermon discussion guide or a study guide. Number two. Sell surplus assets. You don't need a garage sale, but you could have one. What property does your church own but will probably never develop? Real estate is still pretty hot right now. Before things slow way down, it might be time to liquidate excess property and build your church's cash reserves. Pay off debt. I understand that your role may not involve decisions of this kind, but these would be helpful things to suggest to your leadership. 
How well do you utilize your church's building? You don't need to sell your church building. But could you rent space to a nonprofit with similar values? Could you rent space for events in your community? Think of family reunions, bridal showers, baby showers, and other community events. Maybe there's a new church plant looking for a place to meet. Of course, you will need to have stated policies so the events reflect your church's uh, standards. Granted, this will require some janitorial expense, but it could be a source of revenue. Stick with me here. The discipleship part is coming. Look in your church's closets. What about that stack of curriculum you have left from the last alignment series? Could you start new groups with it? Could you sell it to another church? Maybe you're headed back to a garage sale idea here. You may not have the authority to make these kinds of decisions, but you could make some suggestions and possibly become the employee of the month. Number three, stir up your members' gifts. When money gets tight, more than ever, you need to get your church members' gifts in the game. Now that the pandemic has clearly defined the committed core of your church, give them meaningful ways to serve. You have church members with gifts and talents that need to be used. This never should have been an option. The church never should have been divided by clergy and laity or staff and volunteers. Oh, I hate that word. We are all members of the body of Christ. There are no volunteers. Your consumers changed the church channel during COVID. Don't be afraid to ask the people who stuck with you to serve. Most people are unaware of their gifts and talents. They just come naturally to them. You need a process in place to help your people identify what they're good at. Tools like Network by Bruce Bugby or Shape from Saddleback or GPS from Brian Phipps and Rob Wegner can help your people discover how God has uniquely wired them for ministry. But this is only half of the equation. Once people know what they're good at and gifted for, they need a placement process for ministry. I would recommend offering a trial run to see if they're a good fit for the role. Once they've fulfilled the trial period, don't tell them this, you can decide whether to offer them more or thank them for fulfilling their short-term commitment. It's sure better than firing someone who volunteers their time. If you have meaningful work that's a right fit, People will offer you their time. In a recent assessment for a church with a thousand in weekly attendance, their members indicated that they could serve 449 total hours per week in addition to when they were currently serving. These responses, by the way, were only from 400 of their members. Your people will help if they are given meaningful ways to serve. From the first item on this list, what part-time roles could become volunteer roles? You have people with the time and ability to take on quote-unquote official roles in your church. What does your church need to prepare for in helping your community in the coming recession? Think about parents needing low-cost childcare or after-school programs. You can reach the next generation and get their parents to try your church. How can your members serve? Ask them. Number four, strategically outsource staff roles. One way to reduce your church's overall expenses and retain good ministry leadership 
is to outsource certain roles to other organizations. Often by outsourcing, you can retain a more talented player on your team for a lot less money. For instance, you don't have to pay benefits because the outsourced employees organization covers that. The Provisum Group offers accounting and communication services. Their founder, Don Quarter, told me about one church who paid someone in their office $65,000 per year to create the weekly church bulletin. The church contracted with the Provisum Group and did the same work for far less. Belay Solutions offers outsourced personal assistants, bookkeepers, social media managers, and website specialists. These are just a couple of possibilities. You can even outsource your small group pastor or director position. Over the last decade, I've served several churches as their outsourced small group pastor. I discovered while serving on staff at a church of 6,500 that most of my communication with my small group team, coaches, and group leaders was by email, phone call, and Zoom. You can do those things from anywhere. I started helping churches hundreds of miles away from me. In the last year, with occasional on-site visits, I led the small group ministry at Mount Hope Church in Lansing, Michigan, just like this. We tripled their groups in 2021, which was not a great year for groups overall. Every leader had a coach. Every member who wanted one had a group. If you need help with your groups, then let's talk. Go to allenwhite.org and click Schedule a call in the upper right corner of the webpage. Number five, invest in small groups. Your investment in small groups bears a great return. You are probably aware of all of the great benefits to small groups. People in groups serve more, give more, grow more, attend more, and reach more than people who are not in groups. Don't you want more of all of those things? Now, if you don't believe me, you can download the research in the Senior Pastor's Guide to Groups. Just go to allenwhite.org forward slash books, and you'll find it there. You can build your small group ministry on a 100% volunteer leadership and coaching structure. This worked well in both churches I serve, a church of 800 in California and a church of 6,500 in South Carolina. As you empower people to take on the tasks and authority of discipling others, you will find willing people who will gather their friends and start a group. You will find experienced leaders willing to coach other leaders, and you will identify leaders of leaders of leaders who will help you run the whole thing. This is the system I present in the Exponential Group's book and workbook. When giving goes down, care needs to go up. When care goes up, then giving goes up. In the most recent megachurch survey, Dr. Warren Bird shared how people in groups gave 11% more than people who are not in groups. On top of that, churches with 60% or more in groups grew by 79% between 2015 and 2020. Now, those are pre-COVID numbers. So it'll be interesting to see the results of the next survey in 2025. But did your church grow by 79% between 2015 and 2020? Remember, the fall small group boom is on its way. Think about this. God is sending his church a message. It's time to change. What worked in 2019 won't work now. The first message was through COVID. 
You began to see digital missionaries. You saw people getting pickier about who they spent their time with. You saw the culture as a whole get a lot more comfortable out of sheer exhaustion. Now, the second message is this coming recession. Scarcity brings clarity. During COVID, people were scarce. In the recession, finances will become scarce. It is time to rethink ministry. What does your community need? How can you reach them? How can you show them the love of Jesus in practical ways? How can you and your members engage in meaningful conversations about tough issues? People are very overwhelmed and confused right now. The speed of cultural change has been intimidating, to say the least. But the church has something solid. The church has something eternal. The church has the gospel, which does not change. But it's time to rethink your methods. For more tools to build small groups and recession-proof your church, go to allenwhite.org forward slash head start. If you enjoyed today's episode, please share it with your friends. Another way to help people find the Healthy Groups podcast is to rate and review it wherever you listen to your podcasts. And if I can help you in any way, please contact me at allen, A-L-L-E-N, at allenwhite.org. Thank you for listening.